Welcome to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast with me, Maya Fisher-French. And with me, Mapalomaku. Each week, we'll be discussing the stories we're working on and which you can read more about in the City Press. Mapalo, it's Women's Day, a long weekend. We get to have Monday off. I don't know why the men get to have Monday off, but apparently they do as well. So happy, happy Women's Day. Happy Women's Day, Maya. Um, yeah. The celebration of Women's Month is, is always amazing. There's always so many things going on. And I mean, this is the first time we are celebrating Women's Month and we are under lockdown. So it's, we'll see how it, how it goes. Yeah, well, a lot of women at home cleaning and, and their houses. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like the right kind of way to celebrate Women's Day. <laughs> Well, now you can do intra, what do you call it? Intra-provincial travel. So perhaps now is a good time to go to Airbnb, have a weekend stay, so you're not scrubbing pots and cleaning floors on Women's Day. Yeah, I think that is it. I think yeah. all women should be released and allowed to go away. Um, and and you can, of course, even have a massage um, at the moment now with masks and sanitizer. Yeah. I'm, I'm just happy for Monday that I don't have to do homeschooling on Monday. It's a holiday. I don't have to do that. So. I am more than happy. For me, that's a day off. <laughs> so, Mabula, I'm going to take a statement you've just made about being happy that there's no homeschooling on Monday. And I want to use that as an intro into why we have a whole discussion today about women and money. Because I remember when I was working for a newspaper many years ago, my male editor said to me, why do you talk about women and money? Money is gender neutral. And it is so not true. And it is so not true because nobody asks, where's Mapolo's husband on Monday homeschooling? How many men, in all fairness out there, are actually homeschooling the kids? And yep. all the statistics, all the studies, yes, yes, there are men who are going to message us and say, but I do do. Yes, of course you do. There are men who do. But the majority of women take care of their children. And the statistics Absolutely. show us over and over again that it's not so much, I mean, there's two things about women and money. One is that women are actually paid less. There's no question yeah, about that. The pay gap is, is a reality. The pay gap is a reality. PwC did a report that found that women in the same executive positions as men earn on average 28% less. Okay? Yeah. Money is gender neutral. 28% less. 28% less. So women earn less. So for every one rand that a man earns, a, a woman earns 28 cents less. Exactly. For the same work. Oh, man. For the same work. Okay. okay. And the same hours, everything. Wow. Yeah. So it's real. But then on top of that actual true pay gap of being paid less than a man for the same job, women are often the care, caregivers in the family. Okay. Like you just said about your children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so women will often accept jobs that require less time or they'll be more worried about getting things like, do you have a crash? Um, I can't accept that promotion because it will take time away from the family. So women will make a lot of career decisions around being mothers as well. So there's this woman factor and then there's this mother factor. And bring those together and, and women definitely carry far more um, pressure, should I say, from time, um, time allocation between work and family and trying to make ends meet. And the, the other point that I want to make before we launch into this whole thing is that around uh, the fact that according to Old Mutual Savings Investment Monitor, they surveyed women 
in urban environments, urban working mothers, so I'm not talking rural mothers, mm. I'm talking urban working mothers and more than 50%. Ourselves. Ourselves, us. More than 50% of us are raising children on our own, i.e. without the father involved. And of those, only 12% received a regular payment from the husbands or the fathers of the children. 12%. 12%. That is ridiculous. Yeah. So don't tell me money is gender neutral, Mapalo. <laughs> That's my starting point. So we're going to kick into this and actually start saying, right, listen, to, listen, woman, listen out there. You've got to take control of your finances because I can tell you no one else is going to do it for you. And Mapala, let's start off with, if you're sitting with a woman sitting across from you, what do you tell her? You know, Maya, I always say, I think also, I kind of reflect back from the lessons I learned from my mother. Okay. My mother was very explicit from a very young age, together with my father. I always say that, you know what, my dad is actually a feminist uh, because he both, both my mom and my dad, they raised us to say, whatever happens in life, you need to be financially independent, right? You absolutely, absolutely need to be financially independent. So whether you are married, whether you have a lifelong partner, be sure that you are financially married. And I know it's going to sound raw, but my mother used to say, do not let men, a man buy you sanitary pets, okay? Don't, don't let a man do what? Do not let a man buy you sanitary wear. Sanitary wear, okay. Yes. In other words, you okay. must be able to afford your own sanitary wear. Exactly, exactly. There are things that she said, you know what, they are essential that you must not go to a man so for them to provide for that. And that was just like the tip of the iceberg, right? But when it came to schooling, we knew that you had to finish your varsity. Um, so when I sit in front of women, all the time I say, do you have an account that belongs to you and you alone? Yeah, your own bank account, basically. That normally is my first question. Yes, 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 right? And I always say, do you have some sort of emergency fund that is for you, right? Because we take care of everyone so much so that we put ourselves on the back banner. Then the next question I ask, do you have a retirement annuity? Just add to the, pay, the gender pay gap now, add to the fact that women live longer than men. So it's a double whammy, okay? So we need to take care of our retirement from the get-go. But another important thing, Maya, um, that I'm actually finding, even the, 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 the old mutual savings and investment monitor, they did show that now more than ever, you see the claim stats um, against trait disease for women, you know, cardiovascular issues, um, cancer issues, tumor issues. So for me, I always ask them, do you have some sort of trait disease or severe illness benefit? Because those are the things that you need and will take care of you when you can't take care of yourself. That, I mean, you know, I, I think you, you and I have actually done a, a podcast before on, on, uh, on, those, on the critical illness and the claims of breast cancer for women. It's, it is actually quite, it is quite scary um, to see some of those numbers coming through. And, and those are kind of things. And, you know, as a, as a, even if you are not the breadwinner in the family, um, say you are married and, and your, your partner is the breadwinner and you've made the choice not to be the main breadwinner because you're also raising kids, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that when something happens to you and you can't work, you can't look after the kids, that you aren't, that, that doesn't need to be insured to some extent. Because even if, even if you're a full-time mom, mm -hmm. 
You're going to need someone to help look after the kids, to do, to do that incredibly important role in your household that no one ever applies monetary value to. And that's the other discrepancy, of course, is that if you had to pay someone to do a mother's job, it would be really, really expensive. Um, so if something is going to happen to you, so I think that that is also a, a really, really important point. And, you know, Mapolo, going back to that comment about retirement annuity, um, I remember looking at stats, and I think, I think I'm correct in saying that, that if a man puts away 15% of his salary every month uh, or every year for retirement, a woman should be putting equivalent of 18% away because she will outlive him. So we actually as women have to put away more than a male does for retirement. And what we often find, of course, is that because women have taken often taken time out the workforce to have kids, they may have taken a few years off, they underfunded for retirement. They usually cash in. Most women I come across who take time off, they say, I'm going to take one or two years of work. What do they do when they retire, resign from their job? They take the cat, their pension fund or provident fund in cash, pay tax and lose out on the compound interest. Exactly. Because they say, I'll use that to fund my two years at home. No. You, you can't do that because you are going to retire one day. You're going to need that money when you're 60 because that little baby you've just given birth to is going to be looking after you then otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is, and, and, and that's something really important, this decision to have children. And I think we live in a world now where it is now a decision to have children. Yes. Um, yes. And if you've decided to have children, plan for it, save for it beforehand. Don't make this some big surprise. Start putting <laughs> some money away um, and saying, right, I'm going to put uh, to put money away so that if I want to take time off or my career is going to take a different you know, trajectory because of this, I have put some money away to, to support that decision. Yeah, no, absolutely, Maya. So, okay, now let's talk about practical stuff for you, okay? Um, in your career, you are a wife as well. You have kids of your own and you are this woman who talks about money all the time. How have you managed your money or what are some of the key things you think women should really look out for when it comes to managing their finances? So one of the things that I, you know, I, I've made mistakes along the way. I mean, I've shared those <laughs> publicly um, about, you know, when, when my husband and I lost our jobs and we didn't make enough changes to, to our, our, our lifestyle and that. But one thing I've always had, I've always had a will. Um, I've always had, um, especially once I had children, I've always made sure that they very that they are provided for. Um, I made sure my will has a provision for my children in terms of testamentary trusts and all of that. So I've done quite a lot around that that planning, and I have to tell you, I've always managed the investments in our marriage. <laughs> so we have, but of course, of course. So I, um, what I, uh, what I actually find is that my husband's believe it or not, is actually much better on the day-to-day uh, finances. You know, like kind of, he, he has a much better idea of what a litre of milk costs than I do because he does all of that stuff. But I've always, because of my, I suppose, my skill um, and my expertise, mm-hmm. I've always focused on on investing and I've always made sure I had investments. Uh, I've really, you know, that's been a, been a really important part of it. But that's possibly because I... You know, my job started in the, in the financial industry, so I was always I was a lot more aware yeah. of that. Um, and yeah, so I think those are the the sort of things that I've done. Um, and and Mapolo, you know, when I when I do research, and whenever I look at at women and money, so any anything when I look at about how women spend money, how women save money, what is very interesting is that they show that if you give a money to the mother of the family, to the woman of the family, it gets invested for the for the family. So they will often look at things like putting money away for education, looking at putting money away for emergencies, 
men do tend more to do asset purchases. So they will buy things. Um, they may even buy, you know, they'll, they'll spend money more, whereas women will often invest for the children and, and for the family. And then when you look at women fund managers and investors, they tend to actually over, over the long term outperform male um, investment managers. And they do this for two reasons. One is they're more risk adverse. So they tend to not take as many gambles, perhaps, and they don't trade in and out of the markets as frequently. And that just reduces the overall cost of portfolio management as if you're not trading so aggressively. So there's a lot yeah, of, um, yeah. there's a lot of uh, really information to support the fact that there is nothing that stops you biologically, let me tell you, because you are a female, from managing your own money. There really is nothing. And yeah. I've always... And actually being much better than your male counterpart. Exactly. And I've always maintained that the reason we land up with this mindset is historical. It's the, father, the husband went to work, and at work there was the pension fund, right? So the company's pension was done at the company, and the medical... Yes, it was managed by the company, nothing to do no, with the guy, right? the medical aid was done by the company. <laughs> All this was done by the company. And so there was this belief that it was the man who was managing the money, but he was never managing the money. The company was. And now we've moved into this world where companies are no longer really managing your money for you. You know, it's all become defined uh, contributions and you have to look after your own retirement and all of that. And it didn't mean that a man was any better at doing that than a woman. And I think we have to break this mold that oh, women are this, and women spend money on handbags, and women, you know, only sit in cash, and no, 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 all this rubbish. It's not true. It's not true. Women, I find, you know, are just as good. I'm not trying to make this a male-female thing. I'm just saying don't think that there's something biologically different between yeah. men and women yeah. that makes women yeah. or men manage better money any better. No, absolutely, Maya. And I mean, even to your point, even in my household, we manage our money together for sure. But because I think also, again, to your point, um, because I've studied this, I've worked in the industry, um, I'm always saying, okay, this is where our investments are, you know, this is our goals. So I, I think any woman is definitely capable of managing their money and managing it well, right? Because for me, it's just the building blocks. And every time I explain it to women, I say, get your budget right. Get the emergency fund right. Get the risk right. You know, your life cover, your trade disease right. Get the retirement right. You know, I think also, Maya, um, when it comes to managing money, a lot of the times with men, you know, it's, we talk a big game. They talk a big game. It's, oh, no, it's this portfolio, this um, um, asset class, all sorts of things. And people, especially women, end up getting intimidated, right? They think, oh, goodness, that just sounds like, you know, it's big words. But literally, it is so easy. It is so easy. You know, I remember I was sitting at a, of course, whenever I go to dinner party, my below, people to want to talk to me about their money. Okay. It's like, must it be like being a doctor, you know, like, oh, I've got this on my hand. What is it? And I remember having this discussion that it was a husband and wife and the wife was quite, um, she said, well, I must tell you, I manage the money in the household. I'm, I give my husband allowance and I spend all the day to money. I do the budgets. I do all the shopping. I do all of that. She was busy telling me this. And I looked at her and I said, but who looks after the real money? And yes. she said, what do you mean? I said, mm -hmm. the big money, the pensions, the, the, this, your investments. Yeah. Um, your husband has his own business. What does that mean if something happens to him? Does he have insurances? What is all of this? Her face just dropped because she thought that managing the groceries money was empowerment. No. Grocery money is not empowerment. 
when you want to be managing is so the real assets in the household and know where they are what needs to get done mm-hmm. right I'm saying it's not really managing money. It's doing what needs to get done yep. around the house. And I find that, oh, yes, yes, that, that was my next question. How do you, as a woman, if you are in that position, so you, you're used to doing the groceries, you know, like the, the normal stuff that makes the household run. Um, what is that conversation, like that first conversation, if you do want to know, you know, are you saving for retirement? Am I saving for retirement? What are our our investments, how far are we on the bond payment? How do you even start that conversation if you've never, ever had it before? You know, I really think that that, for me, it it depends on your marriage. So for some people, those conversations are a little bit easier because you sit down and say, you know what, I listened to this podcast or I watched this video or I read this article and it just made me realize that I don't know any of this stuff. You know, can you share with me, okay? If you're finding those conversations difficult, financial, that's where a financial, a good financial advisor or financial planner can play a very important role. And you know, my, my number one thing is, is that a financial planner should not see only one person in that marriage. If the husband arrives yes. and says, I want to yes. talk, they should say, right, please bring your wife. You know, that 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 should just be 101. And even if as a wife you sit there and you're saying, you know, as a woman, you're saying, well, I'm not really understanding this, ask questions. Come in, make sure you understand the questions and don't think your questions are stupid. And I must tell you, I was listening to a panel discussion. It was actually in America. It was some financial advisors in America uh, discussing women and money. And she said that she gets, generally speaking, when a man comes to her, um, he asks, what returns will I get? How quickly will my money grow? He's very interested in the returns. Women are very goal-based. Mm. So they ask questions like, will I have enough money to retire? What about my children's education? What, so they become a lot more goal-based. And that is actually the right questions. Those are the right questions. Mm. Um, goal-based investing and goal, uh, goal-based planning. So you know, don't think if you're sitting there that you're going to be asking stupid questions. You're probably going to be asking the more important questions, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, better question. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that is that is part of it. But I do think that it is if you're in a marriage where you have a partner who will not talk to you about money and they will not discuss whether they have a will, they will not you've got bigger problems. You've got a problem where you need to go and see a marriage <laughs> counselor. And I'm being quite serious because that is yeah. that is a fundamental yeah. trust yeah. or something that, that's just not working in that marriage. Yeah. That is so true, Maya. I, I mean, I remember I, I used to be a financial advisor at some point, and I remember this guy, he said, no, I give her an allowance. She does not need to know what's happening with the rest of my finances. And convincing or trying to convince someone like that is nearly impossible. So uh, I guess also it's a bit cultural in, in some instances um, where I've seen a lot of men, especially African men, they will tell you, no, she does not need to know. I give her an allowance. That's all she needs to know of. Uh, and also remember with us, when you start discussing money, it's like, oh, no, she'll, she'll know how much life cover I have. Then, yeah, the conversation just goes pear-shaped from there on. Um, but I think definitely it is important. If you can't get your partner to talk about those things, I think it's also time for you to see a marriage, a marriage counselor for sure. But also, I think it's time for you to take ownership of your own finances and say, okay, I don't know what's happening on the other side, but I have, what can I have control over that I can do to make sure that I'm financially secure and my kids are financially secure? That is so true. And also making sure that if you are getting this allowance, that a portion of that allowance is being invested and saved. Definitely. 
incredibly mm. important. Mm. And also, you know what? There's nothing stopping you if you're already working or maybe if you're, you're, saying you're, you're at home uh, looking after the kids that you have a side job. Um, and if your husband feels that he doesn't need to talk to you about his finances, you don't need to talk. <laughs> you can do what you want with your side gig as well. You know, I think, you know, I would hate to be in a marriage like that. Um, but I'm, I'm not saying that that isn't the norm for many people. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I would, I would, I think you should all be talking about things. But I do know that women are more likely to have secret accounts than men, which is quite interesting. Uh, that is very interesting. I actually put out a tweet this morning, Maya, to say, okay, what are some of the lessons you've learned from your mom, your grandma? And more than half the women who have responded, they've said, I have a secret stash. My grandmother always told me that no matter what, have your own money somewhere that your partner doesn't know of. <laughs> you know what that talks to? That talks to our vulnerability. And, you know, it, it, and, and this is where I think gender is so, such an important thing that we need to discuss because the vulnerability of a woman is actually her children. So, you know, you, you've mm -hmm. got that stash. I can tell you, you know why she has that stash? She has that stash so she can look after her kids. That's actually what it's there for. Mm. And I don't think men always understand. I think they feel that the stash or the secretness or this need to look after themselves and all of this is like, I don't know, some sort of... Uh, Untying. Yeah, but it's actually not. It's so much about the fact that in most cases, the woman will be left with the kids. Um, we know that. So, mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and how are you going to provide for those children? As I said, that stat that I mentioned at the beginning, more than half of the women in working mothers in this country are raising children on their own. Um, so that is why we have it. We have this natural vulnerability. Uh, I must just also tell you that in divorce settlements, women are generally 30% worse off than men. Um, there is a lot of stats that, and I promise you men will say, oh, my wife took me to the cleaners. The very big difference is, is that in most cases, the wife has either been said her mom was earned less than he has. So on the divorce, even if they go 50-50, his potential income earning is substantially higher than hers. She can't just suddenly mm. tomorrow go and double her salary. Um, so she's a woman is generally worse off in a divorce uh, long term than than a man is. So the, all it's because of all of those things that we really, really do need to protect our finances and make sure that we have something that we know is ours and that we have we have control over. No, absolutely. I just want to say one last thing uh, with a secret stash. So my husband, um, so he saw me buying quite a few things. At the beginning of lockdown was crazy, was hectic. My, my coping mechanism was to buy a whole lot of uh, stuff for the house. <laughs> and he looked at me, he said, okay, so how much of this are you actually saving towards your secret stash? And I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. He said, you know what? I don't know how much of this money that you've been spending, you're actually saving towards that, um, towards your own goals. So there are some good people out there. <laughs> but I do want to just say as well, is that is this perception of how women spend their money. And this was also very interesting. I was looking at, I think it was MasterCard or Visas. One of the two actually ran a survey on this. Yeah. And men, you think that women are very frivolous with money. I mean, we hear this all the time. Because do you know that it's just really a value system? Because men think a surround sound TV system or whatever is far more valuable than women's clothing. Mm. Or they feel that their latest mountain bike my husband's sitting over there, is far more, far more valuable than, you know, spending money on your, your uh, whatever it is you do as a woman, your, 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 your um, nails, or your clothes or your wardrobe. So it's actually really, guys, got nothing. It's just a value system. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, what it is actually about is making sure that you're financially secure, 
be putting money away for the right things that if you do want to spoil yourself because you just like to spend that amount on your hair, you don't have to explain it to a man. You just have to make sure that you've got the money for it. You're not putting it on your credit card. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I think that's very important. Whatever you spend, it's okay. Save, invest, spend, and do not spend on credit. Brilliant. And so make this woman's day the day that you go and make sure that you be, are financially independent. <laughs> that would be the best gift to yourself. <laughs> So that's a wrap for today. Um, if our listeners would like to learn more about these or any money-related topics, they can go to the City Press website or to your website, womanandfinance.co.za or my website, mayaonmoney.co.za. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note to 064-554-3959 and we look forward to hearing from you. Because we want to know what it is that you want to know. You've been listening to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast, featuring the contributors of the City Press personal finance pages.